Patriots, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We are in Utah today, so that's why the background looks different. That's how we sound different and everything else that's going on. But we wanted to keep up with you and let you follow us along on this trip and then also be able to bring you the current events from a constitutional perspective. So a little bit different here today, and we will be in uh, Utah for a while now. Uh, we have a class tonight in Washington, Utah on uh, the Forgotten Founders. And then tomorrow, we actually have three classes, JC. We have tomorrow morning teaching the history of the Constitution. Tomorrow afternoon, a class specifically designed for the, the teens and the students. And then tomorrow night, you're going to be teaching righteous resistance to civil authority. Mm -hmm. Tell everybody what that's about, JC, because I think that title seems fun for me but uh, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the inner rebel says woohoo righteous resistance <laughs> yeah so we i think we shared the california one of the in california we shared on the show so it's just basically the biblical perspective biblical foundation of um peaceful non-compliance mm -hmm. to tyrannical authority mm -hmm. so. yeah so trying to get you a little bit more in there uh, we are, uh, I have a special announcement to make as well, JC. This is the first we've been broadcasting this. The first people will know. We are actually extending our Liberty First 2020 tour in this section to Las Vegas, Nevada. Did I say that with a crazy Midwestern accent? My A's pop out like that sometimes. Las Vegas, Nevada. We will be teaching two classes in Las Vegas on Sunday. We will be teaching the uh, government, state-level government overreach class where we'll be going through the Nevada Constitution and showing how the Nevada Constitution specifically delegates power to the state government. And then after that, you're going to be again teaching the class on righteous resistance to civil authority. So I'm pretty excited about that. We don't have the details on the Las Vegas class, but please make sure that you are letting everybody know because we post little Thaddeus, our, our, our uh, social media guy, he helps us with this and he makes these posters and tells you where and when we're going to be. So make sure you share those. And while I'm talking about sharing, make sure that you also give us a thumbs up, whether you're in the Facebook chat room or the YouTube chat room, give us a, a little heart there on Twitter and make sure you ch share because they are beating us to death in throttling in social media these days. So we can combat that by working together. We weren't able to add the Instagram today because of the setup. So. Yeah, maybe tomorrow we can work it all out. But this is, you know, when we're on the road, we sort of have to compromise. And who knows? Maybe we'll have so to be on the run one day. <laughs> we adapt. We don't compromise. We don't we compromise. Adapt. We adapt. That's right. So Jessica Davidson asks in the Facebook chat room, hey, Chrisanne, can you come visit us in Oregon again? We need your wisdom here. And I like that question because it allows me to come and say to you, we will go and teach anywhere you invite us. So all you have to do is contact us through chrisannhall.com. 
and get a date scheduled. Now, we are trying to establish a reasonable means uh, to, to do classes online as well. And we also always have libertyfirstuniversity.com, which is this tab. Oh, okay. All right. So that's where you can get our training all the time in case we're, uh, we can't come and see you. So on demand. No charge. Constitutional training online, libertyfirstuniversity.com. Oh, yeah. You mean that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so the live, the live, somebody, I guess, about the live to come where you are, oh. is there a charge? We have no speaking fees. And for uh, over 10 years now, we've had no speaking fees. We only ask that you uh, help us with travel and accommodations. Help us get there, help us stay there, help us eat, help us get home. And then what we do then is take love offering or we offer our uh, material to help fund what we do. So we don't have a group number and we don't have a $3,000, $5,000, fee. Who do you have in your chat room over there? JC is handling yeah. the, the YouTube chat room yeah, over here. Usual, I'm handling the Facebook. Usual suspects. Faithful usual suspects. Listeners. I was just, I, was just uh, I, I noticed Val, she said she can't post on Facebook till Sunday or share on Facebook. It's funny. We have apparently a Val very, is in Facebook jam. Yeah, very subversive <laughs> uh, followers because they're, they're always reporting how they're being banned left and right from social media. So it's a rowdy bunch that follows us. So if you want us to come to Oregon, everybody, I'm seeing a bunch of people in Oregon in Facebook here saying, come on, um, just contact us at chrisannhall.com, fill out the contact form, and Janet, our our scheduling angel, will make that happen. Somebody said that uh, New York is going under martial law tomorrow. Wow. Um, is that probably NYC or the whole state? I haven't I haven't looked at that yet. First time listener, Jason Kilgrove, welcome. Yay! Back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And we also have um, Savannah, uh, interestingly enough, lives in Georgia. And she... <laughs> Savannah is in Georgia. Savannah lives in Georgia, and she wants us to come to Georgia. Georgia's an easy one. We don't yeah. even have to do flying to do that. We could right. just get there. And please keep in mind, I just want you to be prepared. We will not be flying if we have to provide proof of vaccination to fly. And I wanted to talk about that, JC, because you know how psychology works. Psychology establishes or people who understand psychology now I have a very rudimentary understanding but I understand human nature understand culture and people in power set up a scenario right so we're going to set up this scenario where whatever it is there that you have to do is difficult it's cumbersome it's undesirable right and then what is that, the Hegelian dialectic? They create the crisis and then they provide the solution. Isn't that what that's called? So here's what this is. Let me read to you this story. I found this story from a travel blogger, right? A travel blogger called A View from the, from the Wing. By the way, JC, I just noticed that bottom third there on the bottom. That is stinking beautiful. I like that. That's really nice. Hey, everybody, take notice of the bottom third. That is our new logo. That's really great. Anyway, woo, squirrel. 
So, Delta on Delta's Cancun to New York JFK flight, DL-787 on Friday, the man sitting in 31D kept asking for help from the flight attendant. Delta has been blocking middle seats, but the man seated nearest him in 31F kept removing his face mask. The man, quote, wasn't eating or drinking, end quote, according to his seat opponent. You see that? His seat opponent. And uh, he had a mask. It was necessary to board, but it was hanging down below his face. A flight attendant asked him to put the mask on at the beginning of the flight. Reportedly, he did until the flight attendant left, and then he pulled it down. Two more times during the flight, he was apparently asked by a crew member to don his mask. He'd comply until he was no longer being watched. His seat neighbor, or seat opponent, as they called him, used the call button toward the end of the flight and asked a flight attendant for a headset in hopes she'd see another mask violation, but she didn't notice it. Or at least she decided to ignore it since the man had already been admonished several times. The other passenger who had previously reported him went to the galley at the back of the aircraft to, quote, firmly request they flag this guy, end quote, for disregarding procedures to keep other passengers safe. Now, the guy who was complaining was eventually seated in the back of the plane. Now, uh, the, the travel blogger says airlines are not going to divert, meaning if they're already flying, they're not going to emergency land somewhere because somebody's not going to wear a mask and they try to stay non-confrontational. But Delta Airlines in particular has already banned 120 passengers for violating the airline's mask rule. And this blogger, the blogger also says that the policy is multiple violations on multiple flights, not multiple violations on the same flight. So most airlines are not banning people unless they've been on two or three flights and they are non-compliant. But apparently, just so you know, while you're making your flight arrangements, that Delta airline will ban you after one flight, okay? So now you have this whole mess because the airlines are saying, we don't care about the Americans with Disability Act. We don't care if you have a legitimate health concern. We don't care if you have a legitimate health ability to not, complication to not wear a mask. You will wear them at West or you will not fly. So here's what's happening, JC. These airlines are bucking that they have such deep pockets that nobody's going to sue them over this. And so they're trying to be the mask bullies. So here's the Hegelian dialectic. You make flying so miserable that people will be, oh, thank God. All I have to do is get a vaccination one time, and then I don't ever have to deal with this again. May I don't have to wear a mask if I have a vaccination. You think that they'll do that, JC? You think they'll eliminate the, I just, it just occurred to me when I said that out loud, just because they mandate a vaccination, just because you have the little chip that says you have the vaccination, I don't know. Does that mean you don't have to wear a mask anymore? Uh, good question. Yeah. I mean, it's all driving toward, you know, the chip and the registration and all that sort of stuff. Right, I mean, because just, the mask is not the goal. Think about it. It's just a registration. It's a human registration. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Right? They want to register your Say firearms. that again out loud, JC. Say that again now out loud. It's, now it's registering people. So you're 
I mean, that's that's what it is. So that's the push. Because you're going to be in a registry, and you know they want the chip or the code or the, the seriously app or, that that disturbs me to like my soul. Human registration is that what the the whole chip is to begin with? Yeah, human registration. You know what, JC? I want to ask you a question, and I don't I don't mean to put you on the spot. So if you don't want to answer it, and if we don't want to talk about it now, we didn't talk about this before. Um, we can talk about it tomorrow. But I'm here's the a wondering that I have in my mind. Do you believe, because we've been talking about social media for a long time, and this is sort of a far out kind of, uh, not far out like weird, but long-term perspective kind of question. Do you think that social media, whether intentionally or unintentionally, helps pave the way forward for a society of limited to no human contact? And do you think that as we progress through this COVID thing, where people are told not to have contact with other people, where masks cover your face, which makes human contact incredibly unpleasant. I'll just say that out there. I don't like talking to people with masks on their faces. Number one, I didn't realize, (laughs) I never realized how much I rely on lip reading when I hear people speak. I'm having to ask people to repeat themselves over and over and over again. And it's unsettling to my soul. So I'm wondering, have we been groomed? And are we being groomed to be in that society where we have limited, restricted human contact? The robot world, the AI world. Yes. Well, I mean, we just experienced that. In flying out here, there were a couple, several moments. Um, forget what it was where we were, we were entering into. No, when before we got on the tram at the TP all, at, yeah, the, at the Tampa it was all airport, just scan and you know check and every everything was just you scanning and clicking and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, there was no, there's no person. And then we. Uh, what was the other thing we were doing? Oh, with the hotel. So the the place we were staying that um, somebody provided us a room this time, and it was totally just self check in. Like That's so, the right. arrangements made online. Uh-huh. You just show up. You punch a code into they the door. They gave you a code on the door, and then into the room you go. So they're never. We've we've now just in this trip, just in the last few days gone through multiple scenarios where there's no actual human being that you come in contact with to transact, you know, whatever you're doing. Can I mention to you, even at the Orlando, at the Tampa airport, the TSA agent was unnecessary mm-hmm. because I put my passport. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Stick your pass scan. It was, so they were having people scan their passport. So you stick and your, their own boarding either passes. your license or your passport. And then your boarding pass and then that's it so you didn't actually have to the guy didn't do anything mm-hmm. except tell people you know put your id in there mm-hmm. but once you train the population to do that boom there's another human being gone no longer needed well in southwest airlines the airlines that we actually do fly we scan our own boarding pass to go on the plane you hold your boarding pass under the little light it goes dong and then you walk in you don't even need a human being there for that so I guess it, it kind of softens the landing for population control. 
to kind of put you into this mindset and scenario of, well, we really didn't, we don't need that many people anyway. Right? It's like paving the way for, why do you need such a big population? You don't need so many people. So who cares that people are disappearing? I mean, think about it. Uh, what is it like? Almost a million kids a year gone, vanish? Vanish. So Vanish. Missing I, children. So then, I mean, and that's just children. So what about adult? How many adults just disappear like that? So all this human trafficking and, and, uh, uh, you know, body parts selling and, and sacrifice, you know, whatever else the heck is going on. It's like, are we getting to the point where we're not going to notice because one, we rarely come in contact with other human beings anyway. And, not, and when two, we do, we don't know who they are. We don't even know who they are. We don't and, even know who they are. And can't understand them when they speak. And two, you, you have that mindset of what do we need people for anyway? Isn't it also? It's kind of nefarious, sound. I mean, if you isn't if you it also look dehumanizing to only see this much of somebody's face, right? So that's more of the uh, eugenics agenda. True. We've already dehumanized uh, generations right. by making them think that they're nothing more than souped-up monkeys, and it's you know it's nothing to kill the tissue in your body because it's not actually a human being that's yeah. growing how much how much is a person who doesn't have a face right how much of a person is a person who doesn't have a face mm-hmm. you know what i mean it so it, it's all like everything how much is of a person is their face it yeah right and so it seems all moving in that same trajectory of mm-hmm. the dehumanizing, uh, you know, devaluing of the necessity of human beings and the worth of human beings. Yes. And and the identity, right? The personal identity. individual identity. Well, there you go. The whole person. communist platform is that there is no individual identity. Right. You remove somebody's face, you have right. no you, ident- you, individual you significantly identity. significantly diminish yeah, individual. In, everybody, everybody looks. I mean, in that sense, everybody looks the same. You're a head with a mask on the front of it. Oh my goodness! So it's this. That reminds of, me of that Pink Floyd video, "Another Brick in the Wall," where everybody yeah. looks like that. You know, everybody looks identical. They all come out of the. You know, they're they're using metaphor, but they're all coming out of the meat grinder. They all yeah. look exactly the no, same. No, it's like the NPC. You know, multiple character just a crowd of nobodies just a crowd of faceless nobodies and then if everybody is a faceless nobody then who cares about all the disappearing people right the disappearing children the disappearing people who Who cares because everybody is a non everybody becomes a non-person so here's the point, and this is this is something else that occurred to me, JC, and and this is where I want to get maybe for my, our Christian brothers and sisters out there a little scriptural, right? Because as a Christian, I believe that the Bible tells us truth, but I also believe that the Bible has a perspective, right? The Bible has a perspective that is telescopic. Am I saying this properly? So that when we read things in the Bible that talk about future events, we can't tell if they're a hundred years off or five days off, right? Is that is that right? So here's what what is really starting to make me wonder. Hebrews ten twenty five. 
says, forsake not the assembling of each other, even as the day approaches, mm. right? God knows. Now, everything that is happening today is not a mystery. God knows what's happening today. He knew back, he, he, he knows today, yesterday, and tomorrow. That's, that's how it works. Is this not the actual purpose of that verse in at least some of it anyway? Don't forsake the assembling of each other as the day approaches because the Antichrist system will force you to forsake the assembling of each other. Or not force you, but push you in that direction because we are created to be social creatures. We're not created to be hermits. Let me, let me remind you of this. Um, right, the mask thing. Then you're just, I, remember the song, Billy Idol, Eyes Without a Face? Uh-huh. Eyes Without a Face. And then remember the lyrics, Eyes Without a Face, Got No Human Race. Your eyes without a face. I spend so much time believing all the lies to keep the dream alive. Wow. Eyes without a face. Eyes without a face. Billy Idol. Well, I'm sure Billy didn't write that, but nonetheless, seriously, that's crazy. That is absolutely like, like goosebump crazy. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, the Illuminati and the, <laughs> and yeah. the music industry and... And yeah. all that other stuff, right? It, it continues. Now it makes me sad. It makes me mad at truth for loving what was you. Eyes without a face. Got no human race. Your eyes without a face. Well, but that's exactly what we are talking about, though, JC. Without a face, there is no person. Mm -hmm. Right? So I just... Uh, <sighs> Nonetheless, there we are. That was just my, my thought for a second. From a constitutional perspective, the uh, and, and I believe I've seen other people talking about this. We had a super chat, didn't we? I missed that. Can you pull that back up for me, JC? Yeah, Donovan. Donovan? Yeah. Oh, Donovan Jewett, the Borg. Oh, mm -hmm. All right. Right. But, but here's <laughs> the thing. The Borg is built upon the ideology of the collective, mm. which is the communist ideology. Yeah. So when, to when they- To eliminate human individuality. Right. Remember, what is it? The, Resistance the, is futile. The needs of the many, many outweigh, outweigh the, the needs, needs of the few, few, or in other words, the or needs the of one. the individual. Right. right? Well, it even says, uh, Spock even says the needs, I've talked about this on the show before, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, he says even. So in a communist Marxist society, there is no individual. So how do you eliminate the need to be an individual? You brainwash people into disregarding individuality by making them eyes without a face. Which, by the way, the whole, you know, Gene Roddenberry's vision in that, the, the series, the whole Star Trek mm -hmm. franchise was this sort of, you, you know, utopian. Uh, utopian and not just global, but, you know, mm -hmm. galactic utopia. Right, right. So we have here um, Reason has a couple good articles that I want to talk to you about, about the common, uh, you know, the, the uh, current events from a constitutional perspective. Reason, I like Reason. I like Reason. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. But they, they talk about stuff 
that other people aren't talking about it as well. Yeah. And then they have that that sort of libertarian skew. No, it's totally time, libertarian. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not always. I'm not always in I'm line. I'm libertarian, with that. but I'm not always down with them with right. some of the stuff. Particularly, like they they get on the open borders thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of them and that sort of thing, which I, which I never could comprehend uh, how you're a libertarian, mm-hmm. you know, which which would uh, rely know, on imply, individual yeah, liberties and yeah, individual property liberty rights. and property rights. How in the world are you open borders? It's it's kind of bizarre. I guess that's just the. Um, when you're so anti-government that yeah. that you don't want the existence of you know any government boundaries, but that's not it, that wouldn't be weird. a libertarian perspective. The it, absence of government, no, because it's sort of, libertarian it's perspective the, ought to be you know uh, that government is a necessary evil, well, so we have to have as little of it as possible. Well, it's pretty broad elimination. That kind of the anarchist wing, but um, you know the. the ba- State boundaries, national boundaries, that kind of thing is an outgrowth from property rights. You know. So Microsoft reason says Microsoft may save TikTok from Trump's clutches after president proposes ban on Chinese video app. And we've been talking, we've seen people talking about this, but there was a, a quote in here uh, from Donald Trump uh, that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that he's going to collect the government. They mm-hmm. need to pay some portion of the deal to the government. Yeah. I think yeah. there was, should the deal go through. Uh, no, no, that's yeah, not it. That's it. the NBC. But he said basically, here. he's like, we made the deal possible. Yeah. So they should they should pay up. Right, exactly. <laughs> which which right. sent people in, like sent people's heads spinning. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, what are you talking about? That, that because we made this deal... That that the federal government should get a kickback <laughs> for this private corporate transfer. Some, okay, sometimes so this Trump's is like where, a mob boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is where yeah. the Constitution goes. Eh, right, the Constitution goes no way. There is absolutely no authority for the President of the United States or the federal government to uh, force a company to pay the government to engage in a contract negotiation. Um, By the way, JC, that's what the King of England used to do. But, you know, I would point this out. It's always funny with Trump because... uh, some of these the tweets and comments that people flip out about and mm-hmm. this one you know rightly so it's always funny that a lot of times you can you can actually look back at a long tradition mm-hmm. of presidents actually doing <laughs> what trump is only tweeting about and you know and saying because or I mean, congress you go, by the way you go back to fdr and you know many presidents Taking over the steel industry, mm-hmm. collecting gold, you know, confiscating gold. Uh, so it's funny that the hand wringing and uh, it, it's like, well, why didn't the, these other th- the, the the same people who then hold FDR and some of these guys up as mm-hmm. heroes are saying, oh, Trump can't do this. I just 
the inconsistently, constantly. If if Trump shouldn't do it, and he's a he's a fiend for this, then doesn't that mean these other presidents that they say are heroes, shouldn't they be fiends as well? Yeah. Like, can we can we operate on principle and be consistent? Right. What's bad for Trump is bad for the rest. And it'll be bad for your next Democrat president when right. he suggests the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's part of why we do what we do, JC, to have the constitutional standard. Well, that's why you make you make pro-Trumpers and anti-Trumpers angry. Yeah. Any, yeah, yeah, any yeah. Given show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. But it's got to be about principle. It's got to be about the Constitution because yeah. here we are establishing precedents that that reach it. I mean, yesterday was it yesterday? So no, but Donald, no, no, Donald, not can't no, do no, that, no, bro. No, 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 don't you're, do that. You're not, you're not a mob boss. Yeah, I got so You're the president. <laughs> Come and talk to me. Yeah, you got to talk to me. We got to get our cut. Got to get our cut. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't get a cut. You don't get a cut. You don't get a cut. Now, if you want to establish some kind of a tariff. Right, because tariffs are to be established not by the president, by the way, but by Congress, because the president doesn't have tariff establishing authority. If you want to establish an equitable tariff that will apply to everybody, not just Microsoft and TikTok, then we can discuss about the constitutionality of that. But oh, and you're not you're not given. Well, here's the flip side. That's a good point. In which, uh, let's see, Kimba, New York City, uh, he gets the media. To actually say it's wrong, mm-hmm. right? So all along they support this stuff with their heroes and Obama and whatever. So now Trump says it. Well, now we have all these idiots on record saying, "No, no, you can't do that." So, it, so at least maybe we can give them tr- credit. Okay, you got these guys to go on the record. So the next time they try this, you can point back to their their uh, hysterical protest when you tweeted this. But it happens to both sides, right? Because we talked again about this on Monday. Yeah, with we the, got Ruth Bader Ginsburg holding on as a thread, and because the Merrick Garland, the Merrick Garland thing, they yeah. opposed all that. Now the Democrats are like, "Well, we can't let you have so, that." So under Obama, the Republicans were caught on record saying, "The no, Democrats no, and Murkowski." Yeah, said. we're not. We're gonna. We're not gonna uh, go forward with your Supreme Court nomination. So right. now that's being turned against against them so that that's how politics goes so you're back and forth trying to maneuver and scheme and target and get these guys on the record get those guys on the record here's an idea why not just follow the constitution and why not just be easier operate with ethics and truth what he said it's like oh what a a tangled well what a tangled web we weave (laughs) when first we devise to deceive Right. right and who ends up under the boot we do while they're playing these games on our dime. Yeah, on our dime. On our dime. I wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, Jason and I talked about uh, talking about the whole, um, the, the idea of Pelosi taking over and that sort of thing. What I want to be able to do for you as an education, because this is all over the place, I want to, I, I want to be able to have a little bit more time to put this in so we can put the the Constitution and the provisions within the Constitution in a format to which I can show you on the show. So we'll make little JPEGs and JC now has to put the pictures in and we can go through this so it's more like a teach show. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the fact that, okay, can Nancy Pelosi become, should, how about that, should Nancy Pelosi become President of the United States 
if they can't count the vote by January 20th. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. I wanted to speak very precisely, JC, because as we had our discussion before, Mm -hmm. it is a very, very precisely defined issue. Yeah. And once again, people are missing the big picture. Yeah. Nobody talks about this. So it's going to be a conspiracy theory. Shifted narrative. Narrative. Shifted narrative. It's interesting. To keep you bouncing between two false solutions. Mm -hmm. Does Donald Trump stay president or does Nancy Pelosi start being president? Can I give you a little foreshadowing? Neither of those is actually true. And so um, the next article I wanted to talk about, JC, this made me laugh. This is also a reason article. Literally Hitler in quotations, is the title of the article, Election, Literally Hitler, Election Mailer is Protected by the First Amendment. Okay? So, in Tennessee, a group wins a challenge to Tennessee law against making false speech in campaign literature. Now, this is really, because you know, First Amendment law was my thing. So this is like, woo, this is really interesting. And I love what this judge says. Now I'm sure it's going to be appealed because that's what ju- that's how lawyers make money. Lawyers don't make money on the initial case. They get they make money on the appeal. So so a group wins a challenge to Tennessee law against false speech and campaign literature is calling a political candidate quote literally Hitler end quote illegal. Not in Tennessee, according to a new court, and they use the term ruling, and I will say opinion. So the case was brought by a nonprofit group, Tennesseans for Sensible Election Laws, which created a flyer critical of state rep Bruce Griffey, spelled G-R-I-F-F-E-Y, and his proposal to chemically castrate some people convicted of sex offenses against minors. <laughs> I like. I kind of like the law myself. Man, we used to. Well, okay. So the whole law that the that the the mandatory vaxxers love, the Jacobson v. Massachusetts law mm-hmm. that was in 1905, was actually used as a precedent to uh, create law to allow us to the governments to force sterilize undesirable people. This would be considered an undesirable person. Most people don't realize Sonny actually, uh, our, our friend Sonny uh, actually uh, texted me the other day. She said, realize, I didn't realize that we, that our governments legally, say legally, but not lawfully, mandatory um, sterilization of people. When this, the Supreme Court said it was okay, mind you. When the Supreme Court said it's okay to force sterilize people, over 60,000 people were forced sterilized during the term of this ungodly Supreme Court opinion. Most of them, if you look at the statistics, were poor women. Right. So this guy says we need to chemically castrate some people convicted of sex offenses against minors. The flyer says 
Bruce Griffey is literally, all capital letters, literally Hitler. It says at the top, and underneath it says Bruce Griffey, an agenda the Nazis would love. And then the little flyer has got a picture of, a Photoshop picture of a German soldier, you know, in Hitler's face. Now what's interesting is under the law, Tennesseans for sensible election laws, Tennesseans for unsexual laws uh, would face a fine and jail time for distributing the flyer. Instead, the group filed a lawsuit challenging the Tennessee law and asking for the right to distribute, here's the key, satirical, parodic, par how would you say that? A parody. A parody and hyperbolic campaign literature. They're saying, we're not saying this is true. We're, this is satire. What the judge said in this was absolutely incredible. Okay. Last Thursday, Davidson County Chancellor Ellen Hobbs Lyle said the, uh, found in favor of the Tennesseans group prohibition, uh, as a prohibition, the law being a prohibition on false speech in elected communications was a violation of the First Amendment and the Tennessee Constitution. Here's the beautiful part. She said, the law punishes only false political speech in opposition to candidates for elected office while permitting false speech in support of candidates. So you can lie, you can lie to get into office. To get into office. We but can't lie to keep you out. We can't lie out. to keep you out, right? That's, that's She's saying that's what the law is. Mm -hmm. The law says you're okay to lie about somebody's qualifications and what they do, but they wouldn't say they're lying. They're saying they're, their record. they're exaggerating about their record and their qualifications. But she's saying, look, if, you can, if you're going to sit here and tell me that it's legal for you to embellish your record, but it's not legal for someone to engage in in a satire of who you are, then what this is called in First Amendment law is called viewpoint discrimination. She says such viewpoint discrimination is incompatible with the First Amendment and no compelling interest supports it. That is, I'm, I just, you know, I have to sort of jump and dance for like a little victory in that. Uh, seriously, but here's the thing: where, where the, the question will be? Here's the here's the, the the devil's advocate argument. Okay, so if you can make campaign material that you obviously know, I mean, seriously, JC, how many people believe the campaign flyers that they get in the mail that talk about all the great things of these politicians and the ads and all this stuff, right? Where does it stop? Yeah. What is the solution when you can lie to get into office about who you are or someone can lie about who you are to keep you out of office? What is the solution? And I'll tell you the solution. Throw them all out. <laughs> that was not my solution, but that is a solution. My solution would be you are responsible for discerning the truth. 
Don't right. pay attention to what comes in your mailbox. Don't pay attention to what comes over the airwaves. That so that was the whole danger because somebody was asking, "Wasn't well, isn't that slander?" And this that was the whole the problem that I had with the premise of this, the idea of we do we seriously want the government and and its agents to be truth keepers to be mm-hmm. you know to to determine for us yes what's true and what's not true and then punish what they think is not i mean it's just it's a it's like frightening thing and it was astounding because and here's the thing once again you put it in the context of something you're for and then you'll cheer for something that's destructive to your own liberty right. yeah i'm all for cutting the you know, testicles off of some child molester. Yeah, go for it. And so then we stand on the side of, yeah, yeah, the government should be able to decide what's true and not true. And if they think it's not true, they should be able to punish people. Well, here's really? the... Really? Here's, here's... And then the same people, by the way, lose their mind over the Facebook fact checkers and all this sort of stuff. So why why is it that, the, that an individual can't look at the paper and it says, this dude is literally Hitler, and they go, okay, whatever satire or they say let me research what's going on and I'll decide whether he's literally Hitler or not yeah, right. he's why do I need the government to, to take the responsibility of the of my brain deciding what's true and not true Just, well, but here's, it's a crazy notion to me here's the distinction that we need to recognize okay slander is not a crime slander is a, a tort it is a civil issue so if the guy who's being called literally Hitler wants to sue them for slander or libel, because this is written, right? Which has to do with then, personal loss, right? Right, right, it's exactly. proving some loss. So it's a civil issue. You don't go to jail for this, and you don't get fines for this. You have a day in court with due process where a jury or a judge hears the evidence and determines whether there's monetary damages, whether it's intentionally false to harm, and whether you're a political, if you're a public person, then you actually have a situation again where you are subject to scrutiny. Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing. This whole snowflake thing being spread throughout to the politicians if you can't handle scrutiny, then don't be in public office. Or being mocked or attacked. Whatever. Oh, come on. You know, Look, you have John Adams who was who was mocked for being a fat, they called him a fat pompous king. And when they he walked into a room, certain which congressmen. Which is slander because he's not actually a king. Yeah, right. So when he walked when he walked into a room, but they said, but that was that was actually a metaphor for how he behaved. Mm. And when he walked into the room, they said that certain congressmen and certain certain uh, journalists would start humming, you know, under their breath, the pomp and circumstance music that happens when the king walks in the room. So. John Adams got his panties in a wad and got his political cronies in the House to pass the Sedition Act. So is that the day that we return to when we're not allowed to criticize? Do you know how, JC, people are always saying, 
Chris Ann, you shouldn't attack the Republicans. Okay? I'm not attacking anyone. The day when we identify the criticizing of people's actions, the identifying of the fruit of their behavior and of their political actions as an attack is the day that we lose ability to control our government. Very snowflakey. So don't be in office. I mean, we deal with that in Hillsborough County. The other day I played the video of the county commissioner who is the chairman of the county commission. His name's Les Miller saying, you can't talk about us. You can't criticize us. Um, yes, we can talk about you. Yes, we can criticize you. The whole purpose for freedom of speech is so we can criticize you. Freedom of speech is not here, so I can call him names. Freedom of speech is not enshrined, so I can tell my neighbor that I don't like his pants. Freedom of speech is enshrined, so I can tell Les Miller, you're wrong, your votes are wrong, they're tyrannical, they violate our Constitution on the state level, they violate our county charters, and we're going to hold you accountable. That's not an attack. That's a fact. And it is our duty as people in government to do those things. We are government. When did we stop being government, JC? Yeah. When when did we stop being government? That's that is really the question, isn't it? Yeah. Because we are You don't want to be responsible. I mean, for Lincoln of all people, we are a government of the people, by the people, for the people. I don't think Lincoln really agree, uh, believed that, but nonetheless, that is a pretty good understanding of our structure of government. We're not ruled by mayors. We are not ruled by governors. We are not ruled by Congress, the president, or the Supreme Court. Yeah. They are ruled by us and governed by the rule of law. They don't get to make it up as they go along. Well, I think as individuals in how we process these things and react, I think we have to we have to train our our, our brain and our reaction to to question. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, why do I need the government to do that anyway? Right. Right? What of this can I do? Right. Why do I need it? So in the sense of the government has to decide what's true and what's false. Mm-hmm. You can't do that as an individual. That's different from what you said as a tort. If somebody says something and it cost me tangible property or finances or what or, you know, suffering, uh, tangible suffering, that's a separate issue. Right. But the idea that, you know, we need government as the gatekeeper of truth. No, thank you. Yeah. See, these, no, thank you. these laws like the law in Tennessee that tries to govern what you can say and can't say in election are government overreach. Yeah. If I, as an individual running for office and I have a problem with what you're saying to me, it shouldn't be criminal. It should be civil. And what you have, like you said, if you make it criminal is once again, the government deciding what is truth and what is not true? Well, that is not the role of government. It should be up to the people to decide. I mean, are we saying, maybe some will say this, but are the voters in this guy's district that ignorant? You can't read a flyer and like, oh my God, this is this is Hitler. This is, he's Hitler reincarnated? I mean, this is literally Hitler. I mean, come on, who's that stupid? So 
who with half a brain cell doesn't recognize it's satire. I mean, I'm characterizing his position, Statement. his mm-hmm. stances, Statement. his support for this law. That's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, then let the voters decide. So this this particular group thinks it's Hitler-esque to want to cut off the testicles of a child molester. No, no, chemically castrate. Chem- whatever. <laughs> uh, maybe the voters uh, in that area agree with him. Maybe they all support it. So so what if somebody calls him a, that like Hitler or Nazis? Maybe they're saying, we don't care what you think. We as a community want those testicles cut off. Right? So at the, still at the end of the day, the individuals decide. Who cares? <laughs> at the end of the day, it ought not be violation of somebody's personal liberties and, and you know, the cruel and unusual punishment thing um, be left up to a moiling mob either. We have to respect the individual rights. I don't see anything wrong. Oh, there's plenty of methods. You can take those things off with no, (laughs) I mean, no pain whatsoever. I mean, we castrated, we castrated bulls. Like with the bulls, you just put, you put the little bands, (laughs) you put the little bands around, around the family jewels and squeeze out, boom. You know, a little while, it's gone, it's done. I mean, you you get a nice cleaver on a good hard surface that's like you know, a really sharp cleaver, bam! No, you won't feel much. It's chemical. Then, They're not talking about removing body parts. Yeah, but here's the thing. So then I'm probably not going to support that because, it. you know, our... our, our our um, objection to the child molester is not him reproducing. Mm-hmm. Who freaking cares that he reproduces? Right. Our problem is is what he's doing against the children. So I say the heck with chemical castration. Cut that freaking thing off. <laughs> the whole <Period>. thing. <laughs> okay, J- the JC's cleaver law. <laughs> and I'm happy to get flyers that say he's literally Hitler. No, he just wants to cut that thing off. Because that's not what it's supposed to be used for. Okay? That's just how it is. Alrighty then. And I really think a majority of the population in any district would agree with me, just to be very honest with you. So let them print what they want to print. That's what I say. We have the consensus. So on a lighter note, I just wanted to put in a funny story at the end. I honestly didn't expect us to go here, but whatever. Um, JC, you're not alone, apparently, according I to our chat room. So. I, I know that for a fact. That's not a radical viewpoint. Come on. No, the radical viewpoint is, what, do nothing? Molly coddled? No, 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 no. I, I think there's probably a middle ground there somewhere. My problem I am, I am I am willing to bet that minimum three quarters of the American population would support JC's Cleaver Law. Yeah, here's the Guaranteed. here's the problem though, JC. I know how the judicial system works. We have people who are falsely accused and convicted all the time. So hey, you know, sooner or later the appeal runs out, and yeah. But even so, how many people do we have on death row? who have been found to be there with false, under false political power-hungry pretenses, all the way to appeal. 
So I think that maybe removing body parts. No, I'm seriously. It's okay until it's you. So I don't think about moving body parts, but I think there ought to be uh, harsher punishments for sure. You should never be able to have the opportunity to have be around people like that because that's something that's that's a mental thing. That's not you know, oops, I ran out of money, so I had to steal something to live yeah. kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I still vote for the Cleveland. I know we'll let you do that. That's fine. Okay, I thought this was funny. Um, you know the hurricane that did not hit Florida. All right. Okay, the hurricane that did not hit Florida. This comes in the Sun Sentinel. Big drop in Florida COVID-19 cases Monday may reflect tropical storm. Yeah, no, seriously. A sharp drop in new COVID-19 cases Monday may reflect Florida's brush with tropical storm Isaias. Yeah. Right? So because we had a, uh, uh, we had a hurricane that never, ever hit Florida... Property rights. The case case total is the lowest that it's been since June 23rd. See, these people, they, you know when you have pathological, you've known pathological liars. Yeah, what a farce. When you know, when you have people who are pathological liars, they end up telling lies that are such strings of lies, they can't really remember all the lies, right? So I want to just point out to you, one of the lies that these people have been telling is that we can't know that that any trend, right, either up, down, or plateau, takes at least two weeks for us to see the statistical data and evidence, right? So we have a hurricane that never hit Florida, that never shut down Florida, and now all of a sudden we can see a, the, the, the drop in the cases of COVID are because a hurricane that never hit Florida, because we didn't take numbers for like six hours. So is, are we able to immediately discern trends or are they going to stick to the case? Well, it's too, it's too early to tell whether we can stop all wearing masks and we can all be imprisoned in our homes and we can't let more than 10 people, you know, come together, right? Is it too early to know whether we can because the trend is going down or is it because we had a hurricane that never hit Florida and we didn't take numbers for six hours? Actually, the reason why our case total is the lowest since June 23rd. I'm not going to answer that question. I'm going to let thinking people answer that question. And obviously, in the state of Florida, we have very few thinking people in county government. Very few thinking people. And very few thinking people trying to control their county governments. And so, look, you know what? You want to cut it off? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I want to. I want to cut it off too. I want to let let's let let the counties because it's always somebody else's fight until you get punched in the eye, right? So I'm like, go on, counties. Let's do house arrest. Let's start putting ankle bracelets on people who want to drive to the Seven Eleven and buy a cherry coke. Okay, I'm. Let's go full on tyrant. I'm, <laughs> Maybe I'm just getting intolerant, but I have come to the conclusion, JC, that the American people are going to tolerate this crap until it gets intolerable. True. Right? Let me just go ahead in the last few seconds. JC, sing them a song or something here real uh, quick because I'm going to They don't want me to do that. I'm going to pull up this text real quick. Yeah. We got a few people not 
not so supportive of my cleaver law. Your cleaver law? Well, see, I'm gonna. Okay. They, they can come with me. I'll, 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 you know. We'll debate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. We can do that. So, um, I want to read this this segment to you, to Hopefully. our people who, if I could find it, um, I got to go to the Spanish site maybe. Um, to find the Declaration of Independence because I don't have my pocket constitution with me. Maybe. Maybe the COVID. Maybe. So the hurricane draw the COVID up into the. What are Vortex. They, no, what do they call that? The, the you know, the wind that goes around the earth. Uh, the jet stream? Yeah, the jet stream. Uh-huh. And like it'll go somewhere else. Like it's going to another country. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. COVID caught a flight. Like COVID caught a plane and left. Okay. Because of the hurricane? Maybe that's what happened. All right. Are you ready for this? I got it. All right. Uh, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed, that when any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, the rights of the people, It is the right of the people to alter or abolish and to institute new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as as to them shall seem most likely affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long, long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown, this is the important part, that, well, it's all important, but this is the point that I'm making. That mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism it is their right it is their duty to throw off such government so let's see it if we're going to suffer evil while it's sufferable then i'm i'm ready for the insufferable i'm ready for these counties these mayors these governors seriously how can you go on more full-on tyrant than we're seeing in our governors today in our mayors. How can you go on? I want to see it. I want to see more full on tyrant because we are seeing the awakening of the people because of all this. You know how many people have come to me and said, JC, I've never seen so many people question government become awake. It's because they're getting punched in the face. Yeah. They are getting punched in the face. So it's time to get punched in the face, people. We're getting punched in the face. So. Whatever it takes at this point to recognize people, because I'll tell you what Thomas Paine said, if there be trouble, let it in my day, be in my day so my child may have peace. Time to punch back. Time to punch back, but you can't punch back if you don't know you're being punched in the first place. Keep speaking truth. Keep taking back the narrative. Keep sticking it to the people who keep trying to take your rights. And don't get carried away with your cleavers. Don't get carried away with your cleavers. God bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow.